day. Nothing but positivity allowed inside my day. Nothing but blessings, health, wealth, and love. And the creative spark to express all of the above. I'm talking no limits. See, the stacks have already spent it, and the life have already lived it. The dreams, they are just beginning. I mean, no limits. Prosperity through our retirement. Humanity saving the environment. The highest level of the flyest shit, yeah. Hey, y'all. You are listening to another episode of The Spiritual Homegirl, where we discuss all things concerning self-development and bettering our spirit, but from the homie perspective. Somebody that's going through the journey day by day, just like you. Hey, y'all, it's your girl, Maria, the Spiritual Homegirl, and we are back with another episode of the Spiritual Homegirl podcast. Before we get started, um, I wanted to give a quick note of gratitude, right? The way I live my life, I wake up, I get gratitude, and then I go on about my day. And I feel like the show should be no different. So moving forward, I would like to give you all a quick message of gratitude to thank you all for listening to the Spiritual Homegirl podcast. Out of the tens of thousands of podcasts in podcast land, you decide to listen to mine. And I hella appreciate that because we already know. No listeners, no show. So with that being said, this week's interview guest is Stevie Rome Green Jr., otherwise known as Rome from Dormtainment. Now, as most of you may know, I was in Los Angeles for about a week and a half, a couple of weeks ago. And I was able to link up with Rome and chop up with him. And had a lot of fun. I mean, Rome, <laughs> Rome is a character. He was, he was very fun to interview. I had a blast. And we talk about how he was able to discover his passion for comedy at an early age. How he ended up linking up with Dormtainment, um, first day of school actually. So when you think of day ones, I mean that's Dormtainment all day. So I guess from the first day of school to a million plus subscribers on YouTube. You know, working with you know Kevin Hart's LOL network with Black Geo their show there having original sketches on YouTube um having a pilot on YouTube red right now called Snap hey hosting writing stand up and again all original content i mean they're doing it with their with their friends that they met on day 1 so i always thought that the Dormtainment story was interesting from what he was telling me, because a lot of us are trying to pursue our dreams with some of our day ones and some of our loved ones. So I always thought the Dormtainment was a good example of, you know, linking up and doing your thing as a unit. Also, we discussed when um, he decided that he was going to pursue comedy as well as when he and Dormtainment decided to take a leap of faith and move from Atlanta to L.A. We also talk about how it is important to be self-aware as well as what spirituality means to him. And also um, how to kind of avoid some of the pitfalls, whether external or internal, when it comes to trying to pursue your dreams and follow your purpose. So with that being said, check it out. For those who don't know, I mean, tell us who, who is Rome. I mean, if you want me to go into more depth, I can. You know, so I was born in Germany uh, to some military parents. Both of my parents are in the military. My mother and father shot out to the army. And uh, then I moved to Boston when I was like two. So I don't remember anything about Germany. Then I moved to Panama. Then I moved to Florida. Then I moved to North Carolina. Come on and raise up. Take your shirt off. Twist it around your head. Twist it like a hell All right. But yeah, yeah. I got a little ratchet in my bed. Okay. Mm-hmm. And like what made you get to comedy? Like when did you realize that this is something that you wanted to do or that you could see yourself doing as a career path? 
I would say I never seen it as my career path, to be completely honest with you. I knew I would do something in entertainment. I just didn't know what it would be. Comedy just happened to be the strong suit. Like, I went to school for uh, audio production for music. Uh, I've always been a musician since I was like, since I was in fifth grade. And then uh, that continued through middle school, through high school, and then. When I got to college, I met a group of guys and, you know, we kind of just kind of clicked. But I knew that I wanted to do some entertainment because I never could keep a job. What do you mean? Like, I was moving jobs all the time. My first job was at the library. I was 14, 15. Then I worked at CVS. I worked. I just kept every place I went. I was like. It makes me throw up. Like I don't, I don't want to be here. I want to create. I want to, I want to do something else. And then I, I, that's how I knew that I wanted to be in entertainment. That's how I knew that I wanted to, you know, impact the world. I was like, this isn't giving me enough impact, enough inspiration. So when I got to college, I met a group of guys who all were kind of, you know, doing the same thing on the same path, at least of entrepreneurship. And they were all business minded. We were all like minded individuals, which is really hard to find coming straight to college and I met them my first day of school, first day of orientation. Been friends ever since. Live with them right now. So <laughs> so we were really clicked up, but we just knew that comedy was a thing we wanted to do because there's nothing like making somebody laugh and feel feeling that genuine feeling of like making somebody's day or you know, seeing them smile and seeing them tell you that that they appreciate your uh comedy. But uh we seen um, College Humor doing their thing, and we were like, you know what? We should be like the black version of College Humor. And then uh, we kind of started uh, started from there in 2009. And where did you guys link up? ATL Georgia is where we linked up at. Went to the Art Institute of Atlanta. One of us went to Georgia State. Mike went to Georgia State. Mike's funny about Georgia. Mike has a funny story about Georgia State because – he didn't finish, and it was the way he didn't finish was so funny. He asked his teacher, can he go use the bathroom, and he never came back. That's one of the best stories ever I heard in my life. Was, she's probably still looking for him to this day. She's probably like, where is he at? Like, he said he was coming back to the bath from the bathroom. And yeah, and so we all knew what we wanted to really do, so that's the good thing. We found it at, that was 2021 when I knew that this is what I really wanted to do, and a lot of people have trouble finding that through life in general so i was just blessed to know exactly what i wanted to do okay so when did it turn into a situation where we got rome now rome's what 2021 mm -hmm. he got a, a crew of homies they're all doing their thing in terms of wanting to create when did you guys realize that or when did you realize that this was something that you could really pursue career-wise like okay we need to get serious our first, the launch of our website was March 17th of 2009. So eight years, over eight years now. And we had a lot of junk on the site. We had a couple of skits on there because we wasn't, we wasn't on a, like a regular regimen at the time. But when I knew it could be something was when we got asked to host our first live show at Georgia State. Um, it was a variety show. A lady by the name of Latoya Lee, who I'm still friends with to this day. Shout out Latoya. She works at, over at... Uh, Atlantic Records. She approached us because she went to Georgia State and she was like, hey, do you guys do live shows? We were like, yeah. We had never done a live show. 
never done a live show. We know knew nothing about it. She was like, yeah, so could y'all host our variety show? Y'all hosted before? We was like, yeah, duh. We never hosted anything before in our lives. So we pretty much lied our way into it. And But the thing is, when we get there, I'm thinking, oh, it's going to be like a little variety show. It's be like 100, 200 people. It was 800 people there. Your first one? First one. Yeah. It was 800 people there. And I said, oh, I didn't know it was going to be like this. Luckily, we are students of the game, so we prepared. Like We were watching how people host and all this stuff, how comedians host different shows. We came up with a whole segment, videos, everything. When we got done with that show, everybody was coming up to us. It was like, you know what? You guys should have just did the whole show. Instead of just hosting it, it should have just been y'all's show. And that made us think. We was like, damn, like we kind of really got something here. Like This is really... This is really, and then we would get certain emails from people about like how uh, you know we stopped them from committing suicide because they watched our videos, and also, and they just got real deep. And I was like, all right, we're we're doing something that can really change and impact the way people look at comedy. When did you guys realize that it is time to take your talent somewhere else? Damn, like LeBron, like how we move. Um, it was December of 2012. I was in the Bahamas with Cam and Chaz. Uh, shout out to Bahamians. We got a big, we got a big fan base down there in the Bahamas. Huge fan base. That's dope. Yeah, uh, all in the Caribbeans actually. But um, I was in the Bahamas because they're half Bahamian, and so we we're down at their grandparents' house, and something just like it was. It wasn't nothing but the spirit. Like it was nothing but God. Like. It was just an audible voice, not on the outside, but on the inside. I don't know if anybody's ever felt that before, but it was like an audible voice on the inside. And it was like, it's time to move. And I was like, whoa. Like, I was sitting there. I was in the dark. I woke Cam up. I was like, yo. He was like, yeah. I was like, we got to move to L.A. He was like, say no more. <laughs> he was like, say no more. We get back to the house. We tell the guys. They're like, all right, that's what we got to do to advance it. That's how I knew everybody was really serious about what we were doing. I mean, I knew before, but that was like, all right, we're about to move across the country together. And so, yeah, like that maybe March of 2013, we we moved like from December to March. And it was crazy because I didn't know how we were going to move. And maybe like a couple of weeks after we said we were going to move, Tracy Edmonds, uh, who was a producer, uh, basically found us online and was like, hey, I want to license some of your stuff for my new YouTube channel. And that licensing ended up giving us all the money we needed to move to, you know, ship our cars, to live comfortably for a little bit when we got here. So I just how I knew it was right. Like, even when you think, like, the idea in your head sounds ridiculous, but, like, to God and to, to the higher the higher power, it's just, it's not ridiculous. It's actually easy. And it, he just maneuvered us in the right way, and we got here, and it was all good. So that's how I knew we made the right decision. But did you ever have any kind of second thoughts did you have any doubts were you scared at all or was it like yo i'm so sure what i'm doing this is right regardless once the process really started i was like oh man and then talking to certain people that's why you can't like give all your your dreams and aspirations to everybody everybody doesn't need to hear it like you got to keep that to your inner court like if you take it back to like 
when we had a bunch of kings and stuff like that, like a lot of their information stayed inside their immediate court. Like the guys in this house, that's my immediate court. And as bad as it sounds, it's not my mother, it's not my father, it's not it's just the guys in this house because they've been with me to start this business. And you have to make sure that you guard your your dreams because you'll start telling people what you're doing. They'll be like, Well, why are you doing that? What do you what you mean you're moving to California? You know it's expensive out there. Oh God, you're gonna start doing drugs. It ain't number parties out there. You know what I'm saying? Like and you and you look at them like can we cuss on here? Yeah, it's cool. We look on like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, but people can start to assume so much that they believe it. And you'll start to assume in your mind, like, oh, shoot. Like, I mean, they probably right. Like, I see the stories. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't need to do that. It's literally nothing like that <laughs> when we moved. It was nothing. So it's just like. I did have certain doubts. I mean, we're we're artists here, man. It's just like. There's days, honestly, when I'll get up and I'll be like, am I supposed to be doing this? And then there's days where I'm like, uh, yeah, duh, you're supposed to be doing that. And I'm motivated. Like, it's always ups and downs, but the ups outweigh the downs for sure. Um, Just because you got to have that type of, like, spirit about you where you just, you can't, there's nothing else I would do right now. Like I would do this even if I wasn't getting paid. That's how I know that I would because we wasn't getting paid at a certain time. So like I knew, I knew this is what I really wanted to do. But um, yeah, I, I had doubts. I'm I'm human. I, I definitely had doubts, but I didn't let the doubts stop me from moving forward. It's just like if you're you're trying to get a baby to walk, and you know you're like, come here, like come on, and they they're motivated because they see they see you and they're like, okay, and then halfway through the walk they fall. It's like they're doubting themselves because you can see a baby thinking like, damn, was I, I just fell down. But right. they're telling me to come on, so I think it's okay. So let me get back up. And then they start again. They fall. And they're like, uh. That's kind of how it is. Like, I knew L.A. was calling us, but I was like, oh, man, it, there's a lot of stuff there, but let's keep going. You know, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's, that's, how, that's how I felt uh, in that moment. So... Yes, I had doubts, but it didn't stop me. I just, and I've just, I've, I've been, I'm wired differently. Like, there's not too much that's gonna phase me. Like, I've never had a depression. I've never bad days. Yeah, of course, that's regular. But depression and like uh, doubting, like all the time, negative. Like, I don't do none of that. So I'm just wired differently in that sense because we wake up every day with a new slate, with a new chance to do something great. And it's like, why would I waste that? moping around and when I can be changing lives or when I could be working hard or you know that's that's just how I feel about it so yeah okay so going back to what people were probably trying to say already putting you you know on drugs and walling out and stuff Mm -hmm. living in a environment such as like the LA or the Hollywood area and seeing how you guys are in entertainment and there are a lot of vices whether women drink drugs what have you how do you remain grounded in this type of environment? Um, <clears throat> uh, self-awareness. Uh, I think that's just what it boils down to. I've, I've never, I was the guy in school like that. I encourage people to 
not do drugs. You know what I'm saying? Not smoke a drink. Yeah, I have a drink. I'll I'll have fun, but I'm never an over abuser or anything. Nothing. I I'm very strong minded. Like you can't get me to try drugs. You can't. Like I know you can't. Like there's a hundred percent chance I, that you will not get me to like. I won't do it because <laughs> it's just I know myself. And once you find that deep, immense amount of self awareness, it just it opens up your world. Like it's easy. I can go to a party and be surrounded by all of that, but the self awareness kicks in. And I'm like, all right, if I do this, is this going to hurt me? Is this going to affect my career? Is it going to affect the people that I love? Is it going like all that stuff starts going through my mind. And if all the boxes check yes, then I'm like, all right, I don't need to do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, so that part's easy for me. I get it. If I, if it was any advice, it would be women, but that's a, that's advice to all men, all men as advice. Like that's just, that's regular. Like <laughs> I feel like, I'm not saying that it's like, not saying that it, it can take over. It can take over, but you can get caught up in the hustle of, oh, go on this date, go on that date, uh, hang out with this girl, hang out with that girl. Like you can get caught up in that and you'll lose time putting it into your craft and you can't allow that to affect what you're doing. But yeah, so it's easy for me to stay off that stuff to answer your question. Like it doesn't, I don't know. I just, I just know myself. So that's how. I'm pretty sure some people are curious to know what is your son sign? April 1st. I'm an Aries. Interesting. Um, what is it like? Well, matter of fact, it seems like you guys have always been, like, the trajectory has always been ascending. It seems mm-hmm. like you guys haven't had a period where you've been, at least from what I've seen, to where mm-hmm. you've been stagnant or to where you guys have fell off to a degree. It just seems like y'all been hitting the ground running, been on for, like, what, eight years now? At least yeah. eight? Yeah, eight years, yeah. So how do you guys... I mean, it's obviously what five different personalities, correct? Mm-hmm. So, how do you all manage that and still stick to the plan? Well, honestly, we have been stagnant uh, at some points. Like, I mean, for the first four years, we were putting out videos every Sunday. We put out video every Sunday for four years straight, which is incredible. When I think back, I don't know how we did it. <laughs> when I really think back to it, I'm like, yo, that's a lot of videos, but. There comes a time when, like when we moved, we were getting tugged. Like, you can come out here and you can get tugged in different directions by because you're excited to be in L.A. And, oh, we got a meeting here, you got a meeting there. And then you realize they call them water meetings because that's all you come out with is water. You don't come out with no deal. You don't come out. You just literally leave with water and a waste of gas. And you'll get caught up in meeting after meeting after meeting. And people are, oh, you know, I got this meeting, got this meeting. But what is the meeting for? Now... We always make a joke. We like L.A. stole our innocence, <laughs> Cause, cause, but I mean it didn't. But it's just funny because we make a joke because we're like now if like if our agent calls us and so and so wants to meet, what's the what's it for? What's coming out of it? What are we? What are you? Uh, nothing. Do that. Da, da, da. If it don't make sense, don't do it. Cancel it. Like I just because we're not. Just, when we first got here, oh, we took everything. Every met with probably everybody in the town, every production company, every dollar. Then you realize, wait, wait a minute, what am I doing all this meeting for? Why am I doing this meeting? And so. Even last year, there was a point where we didn't put out a video for like six months, and we were like, "You get in these creative like slumps sometimes." We had skits, but then sometimes our vision outweighs our pockets, and it'll stop you. 
and you can't let it, but it, it can stop you. Like, you'll be like, oh, whoa, man, I want to do that. Oh, dang, but we ain't got the money to do it. Oh, but I want to do that. Oh, we ain't got the location to do it. And we had to dig deep and remember where we came from, that we didn't have nothing when we started, and look what we made. So we, you got to dig, because you'll get comfortable in getting bigger and bigger, and re- you'll start to forget that, oh, shoot, I didn't have this when I started, so I can do the same thing. Like, I just got to dig deep and find that 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 hunger again. And so it was a time where I didn't, I remember I didn't feel creative and now like I couldn't, I couldn't make any music. I couldn't write. I was like, yo, what's going on? But then I just had to kind of really sit in some solitude and just kind of like, just think about what was going on in my life and, and write from real things going on or, or make jokes from real stuff that was happening. Like whether it was financially, whether it was relationship wise, whether it was with my family or whatever, I just had to dig deep to another place. And that actually upped my comedy and uh, we tried this thing where we were doing like a subscription on our website and that failed. And like, uh, you know, so we've had things that we tried that didn't work. As an artist, you can never be afraid to try stuff. Like, that's why I commend like Lil Wayne when he tried to do his like rock album and stuff like that. A lot of people didn't like it. Some people liked it. It didn't do that well, but he tried it. He was like, you know what? This is what I want to do. I'm going to try it. And I think in business, in artistry, you gotta you gotta be able to adjust to whatever climate, and that's why a lot of com- some some comedians or even some rappers, some singers, they get mad when they see the stuff that's going on today because they're like, oh, what are they doing? But you kind of gotta just adjust with the times because you'll get stuck in being a like a hater kind of if you just if you're not even open to like changing yourself to try to like adjust to your artistry that's what artist is about like you gotta madonna reinvented herself how many times like you know what i'm saying like <laughs> you know you gotta kind of there might be if i want if i right now i wanted to be like you know what i want to take four months off from comedy and i want to put out an r&b album i should be able to do it because that's just what i feel like doing and you can't be afraid to do it but a lot of people are afraid to step into that because it's like uh i'm gonna get judged da 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 so what like do it and then you won't feel it like on your heart like that but so there's been times we've been in slumps but we've always been like if you imagine like just a straight line just a straight line and you know like uh when you're hooked up to the monitors in the hospital and you know the heart goes boop and the little line goes up that's us we boom we jump we come back down boom we jump but we don't go down we stay on this straight the straight path we've never had a video that's been 30 million 40 million like a lot of these youtubers we never had that big big hit but we always have we always grow we always build our fan base here and there it comes and we get waves of like and i like it like that because it's longevity the name of the game is longevity i think if we got it quick when we were younger I don't know if we still be doing it. I don't know if we still even be relevant in any in any shape or form because I feel like we once you get it so fast, like it goes to your head real quick. You don't understand the you don't understand the legacy. And that's our biggest thing is legacy, legacy, legacy. I don't care about none of that other stuff. Like legacy. When I'm dead and gone, I want legacy to outweigh a lot. Like I'm a big believer in and that when you leave this earth, you got to leave everything here, everything that you because if, if not, it's just a waste of time. Like leave everything here, all your inspiration, everything here for people to talk about later on, like how they still talk about Biggie, still talk about Tupac, like that's things that you want. And they were young. So 
imagine what you can do in your full lifespan if you really just apply yourself. So, um, would that be, yeah. So I do, we do get in slumps, but we've been able to keep afloat by just sticking to what we know, like not doing a bunch of pranks, not doing a bunch of stuff that we not used to, but, but, but by creating what we know and that's sketches and scripted and stories that people can relate to. So, yeah. You know what? I don't know why I got the reference. Um, when you said like it's never been like a thirty, forty million, mm-hmm. and you just it's more of a just. I took it as like Frankie Beverly and Maze. Mm-hmm. Like think about it, right? Frankie Beverly. That's well, for those who are too young to understand, mm-hmm. Frankie Beverly and Maze, you probably have heard your parents or your grandparents listen to their music. They have not necessarily been. I'm not saying it's going to be for you all, Mm. but I don't think they've had a Grammy before, if I remember correctly. But they have a generational fan base that sustains. If you've heard Before I Let Go, your ass is going to get up and start electric sliding, or you probably got a linen suit on, probably kicking it, chilling, probably go get a drink, go have a good time. So it's like a... It's almost like they have a legacy that just is enduring regardless. And they still do shows. Yeah, they (laughs) showed Atlanta, I think, like a month ago. So I kind of got that idea in my head when you were saying it's not really about the accolades and yeah. you know all the other shit. This is about being successful at creating a sustainable legacy. So I thought that was dope. I heard the other day, like a lot of people were like, you know, what is my purpose? Per like, or do I have a purpose? You were created with a purpose because the world is has a certain void in 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 certain aspects. Martin Luther King, his purpose come try to bring people together. You know what I'm saying? That's the purpose. Uh, like when. Even uh, even like Tupac, like his purpose, like he was a poet. His purpose was to bring a certain light to the black community and and use his story to shine uh, shine light to things that are going on in the black community with the police and with everything. Like it's it's purpose. Every and I feel like our purpose is to, and if you think about it, right, especially in these times right now, it's so much depressional music. It's so much music that is you know, like dark or like gothic rap is out right now. That's what it is. So I feel like our purpose is to keep people at a, at a, with high hopes, with, with laughter, with love. Like that's my like purpose. Cause there's so much shit going on in the world, like everywhere, whether it's with Trump, whether it's with people getting shot and killed. It's like, it's like, all right, there's obviously a, a lot missing in the love and happiness area. So let's do what we can as comedians to, make sure that we provide people with the right type of entertainment so they don't go insane. And like, that's why I think entertainment is at an all time high right now because people just want to feel free. They want to feel, they want to put themselves in another world and they want to see stuff that is relatable, but that has a good ending. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. I think that's another um, way to escape too. Mm -hmm. Cause it is a lot of low vibrational things going on. And I think it puts people at a very low vibration of fear. That's one of the lowest vibrations you can be on when it comes to emotion so i think that's really good that you have a cognizance of that and you know that your purpose is to raise it mm-hmm. and especially with you guys doing it by what the thousands hundred thousands basically didn't you have don't you have a podcast too you have a podcast as well correct yes podcast we do podcasts comedy albums sketches scripted and live shows what's All the name that. of the podcast podcast is called the comedy trap house it got over what a million plays at this point? yes a million plays and i think about like fourteen thousand followers on soundcloud and i'm not sure what 
on that was actually fun to start that because we had to start from ground zero again so we were like okay this is going let's see how where this is going to go and in two years we built it to like 14 uh 14k and it's like patience is the name of the game man it's it's like it's all about patience like i think people don't realize i think people don't realize that like i mean i think we discussed this before like you don't realize like at 21 you forget like you're 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 a kid yeah you're a kid at 21 you could not saying you would but you could like literally do nothing of any importance nothing life change nothing you could not work you could not there's nothing of any substance for 10 years and you would only be 31 like when you really think about that and it's like and then at 31 you could decide you could wake up at your birth your 31st birthday and be like you know what i want to change the world and you would still have a long life to do it Mm -hmm. like so when you think about it in that aspect you're like Wow, I like I have a lot of time if I utilize it the right way. You have a lot of time. But people get so caught up in, oh man, you know, I want this by twenty five. I want this by thirty. Then you've set your bar so high when you don't even when you didn't need to do that. When you need to just work and it's gonna happen. <laughs> but as soon as you set that bar, now you're not thinking about the love of it. You're thinking about the goal of it. You know what I'm saying? You're not thinking like if if we say, oh man, we want to have a TV show by twenty five, it's like, yeah, that's all fine and dandy, but TV show by twenty five, now all I'm doing is like, all right, hustling, hustling to get the TV show, gotta get the TV show, gotta get the TV show, gotta get a TV show, but I'm losing the love of why I'm doing it. Now I'm just doing it to prove to myself to get this TV show when I just need to be doing it because oh, this is funny, oh, I love the way this is, oh man, this is good art, da 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 da. Then it, it comes much faster when you do it out of love than when you do it not trying to attain it for a certain uh, accolade, a certain amount of money, or whatever, whatever it may be. But um, yeah, you just got. I think people just got to remember patience, man. Patience, patience, patience. I'm 29 and haven't even begun. Kevin Hart, when he did uh, his Shaq All Star Comedy Special, to kind of get it, got him rolling. He was like 30, 31. He's 38 now. Look what he's accomplished in the seven years highest paid comedian like you know what i'm saying like people in 38 is still young like he's he's still young so it's just like you gotta people don't get caught up on age and none of that you get caught up in the love of what you're doing and i think it it, it just go far i want to go back to what you were saying about like because i feel like this kind of kind of reminded me you were talking about you know people outside of the the core crew maybe putting blocks in your path let's say you want to be rolling the heartthrob you feel me and mm-hmm. you decide to make an r&b album after all i mean you will probably end up having some type of reaction that doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. fit what you're looking for right so i'm saying basically how did you have you ever really how did you ever deal with any kind of negativity or things where people just they weren't fucking with your vision and they didn't want you to do it uh two things i'll talk about the latter uh, I mean, yeah, the latter part first. As far as the vision goes, me and my mother are tight, real close. When I told her that I'm doing comedy videos, she was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, what are you talking about? You're doing comedy videos on YouTube. How is that going to make you money? 
Ma, you don't understand. This is what I want to do. But son, is that going to give you benefits? <laughs> Here's the thing. As a 22-year-old man, I got frustrated with her. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, you don't get it? But at the same time, I had to step back and be like, oh, no, she doesn't get it. Comes from a totally different generation. They were in a generation where it was go to school, go to work, have a family, repeat. That makes me throw up. I can't think about that. School is beautiful if you utilize the right way. Work, I'm down for the work if it's something you believe in. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you want if you want to be a trash man, if that's your passion, hey dog, you go be the best trash man that this world has ever seen. Right. It's not about the type of job, it's about the love that you have for it. Mm-hmm. Family, that's beautiful too. But I don't want to do it that way. That that just seemed like a cycle that just wasn't for me. And I was like, there's more to life than that for me. Everybody in the group had issues with their parents. That's the funny part. Everybody in the group had issues where it was like, what are you guys doing? Like, da, da, da. But the beautiful thing is my mom didn't stop me. She may not have really seen it. But she was never like, stop that because you're not gonna make it. She was never, she never said that. Doubting and and like cutting into somebody's dreams is two different things. Doubting is just like, uh, I don't know. That sounds kind of telling me that if you say to me, like, uh, on insecure, <laughs> uh, Issa said to her, her, uh, her ex boyfriend, she was like, So, where's your app at? I see you ain't made it yet. Da, da, da. And it's just like, Oh, when she said it, it was just making me so, it was making me so angry because somebody said that to me before and it just pisses me off. That's the best way to piss me off is to doubt my dreams. Don't ever in your life say anything to me like that because it's gonna set me on fire. But all that saying is, <laughs> it was a beautiful moment when the day my mom got it, we had a show in. Charlotte, this is when I was 26. So this is like three three years ago. And it was at UNC Charlotte. I said, Mom, we got a show. She was like, Oh, you know I'm gonna be there. I'm gonna definitely come to support my baby. So cool. And she had seen like stuff we were doing. So she was starting to get it, but it clicked for her when she came to the show. This is our first show at UNC Charlotte. I'm talking about it was slammed, like all up in the top of the seats, the bottom was slammed, standing room. People were standing. At the end of the show, we got a standing ovation. Like, everybody was on their feet. And my mom was sitting front row. And I could just see it in her face. Like, she looked at me. I looked at her. And it was nothing was said, but I could tell she was like, okay. Like, this is this is more than I, I – this is way more than I thought it was. Like, my son is out here really changing lives and inspiring people. Ever since then, she's never said anything else to me. She's one of my biggest supporters. And I mean, she's always been my biggest supporter, but like that really was like a moment for her. She was because she's seen it. Like you can't deny that type of energy. You can't deny any. Like I could believe I can I could hate on something all I want. Let's I, I, I say I hated LeBron James. I could hate on him all I want. All I want. I go to a game and see how he playing the playoffs and how he put a team on his back. I can't deny that. I'm like, all right, <laughs> you got it, my man. You got it. So that was just a cool moment for me and. But as far as like people not believing, like if I wanted to go do R and B or something like that, stuff like that, 
they would they would be okay with because they know we do music. So it wouldn't be far fetched. Like Mike DJs. Mike's one of the best DJs I know. And that's not even just because he's my friend. He like he knows DJing. Nobody questions him about it because he's been doing it since college. He's been doing it through dormtainment and he'll probably do it for the rest of his life. Even if it's a hobby, he's gonna do it. Me, uh been creating beats all my life. We've done stuff on the album. We me and Cam got a rap group. I rap I freestyle on podcasts. I do that. So me saying I'm about to do like a if I wanna do a rap album, they probably oh, okay, well, uh, well, we'll wait to hear it. Now if I said, Yeah, dog, I'm about to go play tennis. Then I would expect somebody to be like, wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Since when you started. But when, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it got to be stuff within your rant. Like, it got to make sense. Even if I wanted to say, I want to go, uh, guys, I want to go try to start uh, hosting hosting stuff. They'd be like, okay, well, that makes sense. I mean, you'd be on the microphone. Like, that stuff, all that, in music, hosting, comedy, all that stuff makes sense. If it's serious music, whatever, it's cool. If it's comedy music, cool. Like, all that stuff makes sense. You, I think you got to work within your means. Don't go so far-fetched that it doesn't even make sense for your brand. That's all I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so where does Rome see himself in, like, five years? This is always, this is one of those questions that I like and I don't like because... Tomorrow doesn't even exist yet. Right. You know what I'm saying? And it's tough for me being the spiritual person that I am. I'm like, I don't know. But then, you know, break it, when breaking it down, I'm like, all I know is in five years, I see myself more wise than I am today. <laughs> And that's all I can really hope for is like, I just want to be just filled with wisdom in the next five years. And like, as I'm growing older, I'm finding, I'm finding happiness in things that I used to not find. Like just going outside and being by the trees is is fine for me. As weird as it sounds, as, yeah, like seeing my mom just seeing her when I go home. That's fun for me. I that that's fun. I don't need the club. I don't need like I'm finding the simplicity of life more and more beautiful every day. And I feel like in five years it'll be even more like that. Because you grow and you you realize that like a lot of this stuff is here today, gone tomorrow. And it just but what's not here today, gone tomorrow is love, is creativity is hard work like that's the stuff that continues on until you pass away you know and i just think in five years i want dormtainment to be a leader in showing that people can work together you know what i'm saying like that people can stick together that you can you too can get a group of friends and do whatever you want i don't care if you want to get a group of friends and be the number one construction workers in the u.s you can do it or if you want to own uh if you guys want to start 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 up another supermarket like you can do it like being in a group is so far-fetched now because think about it back in the 90s and early 2000s it was nothing but groups it was nothing but groups boys to men uh casey jojo drew hill Joe, like it was groups of uh, NSYNC, Backstreet Boys, uh, 98 Degrees. Like, going, oh, okay. yeah, like it was, okay. it was, but you think about it, like, where happened to the groups? There's no groups, You're right? And is that 
I thought about it the other day. I was like, that's a little strange to me that it just <laughs> what what in the energy realm just shifted to where it was like, all right, groups, yeah. everybody on their own. Yeah. When I know together it's just so much more powerful. Like how I'm about to go out of town, but I can do that because my group is gonna hold me down. And I'm gonna still, of course, do work while I'm out of town, but it's like if somebody goes down, there's somebody else to pick up the slack. You know what I'm saying? And that's if you by yourself, you can't get that. You 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 if you if you go down, you by yourself, your business shut down. That's right. And so having a group and building a team is just like one of the most important things. I just want to be. I want to go down as one of the best groups to ever do that. Like to to put a team on their back in comedy and do what we do. Now I will say there's a few material things that I. Of course, because I'm human, that I would love. One of the num- number one things that I would love is to be the first group to grace the cover of GQ, the first comedy group. That'd be ill. That would be ill. There's no black group ever been ever been on there. That is that is a historical moment if we can do that. When when we do that, it's going to be a historical moment. Somebody called GQ, right? You heard it here first. Mm-hmm. In I don't know ten years, five years, three years, whatever it is, when you go back and hear this, they're gonna be like, "Oh shit, he called it." So I de- and I want to be the first comedy group to win a Grammy for comedy album. For comedy album. Okay, okay. So yeah, so there's certain, of course, accolades that I want to get, but it's not so much that if I don't get it, I'm gonna be devastated. If I don't get it, I'm gonna move on with my life and keep doing what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. But it'd be cool to have. Okay. What what do you believe spiritually? I'm just I'm I'm curious to know, because you're saying I'm such a spiritual person, so I'm more so curious to know what is spiritual to you. Spiritual to me is I know that I don't wake myself up. Mm-hmm. I don't say Rome get up, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think people don't really think about that. What's waking you up? <laughs> like what's What's pulling you out of the? Because when you go to sleep, you go into another. The people don't realize dreams. You're not in just a regular sleep. Like you're so deep in another realm that you're having visions. When you have a vision, like that's a. I don't even know how to. It's so powerful that it's hard to even describe. Like, my bad. Oh, I, I'm getting excited. I had to sit up. Like. I think I want people to really think about stuff like we're on a we're on a floating blue ball in the middle of black. Like, think about that. Right. And you mean to tell me there's nothing of a higher power that you don't even like feel like. Take the wind, for example, the wind, it's invisible, but you feel it. Right. That's how spirit like. Yeah, I can't see it. I can't taste it. I don't know. But I know it moves me. I know it wakes me up. I know that I feel good when I speak about it. When I talk about God, I, I feel good. I feel like somebody's smiling at me when I when I do it. Like That's why I know it's real. And, you know, people, we always say we would love to, like, see God or, or, like, all this stuff. But we see it every day. You know what I'm saying? We see you look at the tree, it's there. You I look at take writing for example, like even if you don't follow the Bible, even say for the people who do follow the Bible and how it says in the beginning 
you know, is a heaven and the earth. And like it talks about creation. And in this world, all people talk about today is creation. You mean to tell me you can't see the correlation between the two? You know what I'm saying? Like you can't see that God talked about creation, but and you wake up every day with this urge to create. Why is that? Because it's in us. Like we are gods. Like we <laughs> like we're not bodies with a spirit. We're spirits with a body. Yes. Like people don't under like like <laughs> Think about it, people. Like, if you're listening to this, really take, like, sit down, sit down wherever you are, look at your toe and move it. What's doing that? Like, how are you? Like, I, I, one day I looked at my hand and I, I was just open and closed my hand. I was like, what is this? How am I doing? What is this? It's not me. Like, or like when you look at just, even when you look at like roadkill, it sounds crazy. But if you or if you've been to a funeral, when you look at a dead body, it's no life in it. Like it's nothing in it. So like see how a lot like we're we're live, life, right? That's how we are right now. And if you take a body and poke it, or you take a dead squirrel and poke it, there's nothing there. Like it's empty. Like it's an empty shell, but it guarantee if you put some life in it, it just, it just, it, it's just, it's a spirit. Like it's in him, but it leaves when, I don't know, man. It's just all this stuff gets me excited because it's just so much, it's so much, it's deep. It's so deep. And I could, you, writing is like a godlike thing. Like when I've complete something, it makes me excited because the the page starts blank. Right. And the minute you write one letter on there, you've created. And you're like, wait a minute. You write a sentence. Sentence becomes a paragraph. Paragraph becomes a page. One page turns to two. Two turns to a whole book. And now you've literally manifested something out of thin air. And you're like, where did that come from? Like, how did I get that? Who... Who told me that information to put on this paper? How am I talking to myself and getting that? You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it's real, man. Spirituality to me is like, it's deep. It's not even about going to church and nothing, nothing like that. It's not about, it. it's about you and your relationship with yourself and with your inner, with your inner self, with your heart. For me, it's me and God. Whoever God is to some people, I don't know if whether whoever whatever you call them, that's what that is for me. Wake up every day, talk to God, get my strength, and keep it. And I've seen God work, like I've seen God, like I've literally seen it work. Me and my mom have talked about a situation, and then two hours later, the situation happened. That's manifesting it. That's putting it in it in the universe. That's putting it out there for God to grab onto and bless. So. I could go on for hours, but yeah, spirituality to me is knowing you, your inner self, and your personal connection with whatever your higher being is. That's that's how I feel about it. My view on it is it's the same thing, but I look at it as if we can better ourselves and we can better humanity. I feel like we've talked about this already, mm -hmm. but I just feel like, you know, better yourself, better those around you. Because eventually we're all, 
going to have to cross paths in some way, shape, or form. Mm -hmm. We're all connected. So I feel like as long as we are working on being our best selves and we do connect, mm -hmm. we can pull from each other and do the work that we're supposed to do through that connection, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So that's that's my thing with and the two. Like, like when you think about baby making, you know, me being the heartthrob that I am, right. when you look at sex, right, Really look at sex. It's like, it's almost like some alien type of shit. What? Think about it. A man probes a woman with his penis. They connect. He ejaculates. Mm -hmm. Little people come out of him in a in a fluid form and go into the woman. These little fluids search the body for the egg. Like, they go searching. How are they doing? How? What else would move something that unless it was a spirit with it? It hits the egg. It starts to get into the egg. It gets in there. And now this egg, this little fluid person, and this woman are connected. For nine months, she feeds it. He he or she grows like they start to develop a brain. They start to develop emotions, feelings. If they're hungry, they kick the stuff, you know, they move around. And then nine months later, it comes out and it's in a sack. It's in a sack like an alien movie. Like, think about it. <laughs> and we are here looking for aliens. We are the aliens. <laughs> like when you think about it. And then it grows, it walks, it goes, and it does the same thing. How do you not believe in nothing? That's some wild shit. <laughs> and I love it. I love every bit of it. It's life. Sometimes there's two of them in there. And they come out. And they and then it come out looking like the person that it comes out of. Like, you mean to tell me that's not God when some, it's it's formed, it's shaped. Even God said it's a, He created us in His image, and His image is a, we're all beautiful. We're all His image is everything. That's why people are like if it's if it's His image, why don't we all look the same? Because He's everything. He's all of us. He's. Oh, it's just everything. For the people who are listening, if you could see the amount of smile that's on my face when I talk about this, I'm so... I could talk about it for hours because it is me. I am him. He is me. We are it. That sounds like something you find in a poem, but that is real life. We are, we are the animals. We are the plants. We are, like she said, we're connected. And you just have to study yourself and find that within you in order to really understand. Nobody's going to make you understand. You have to get that on your own. And everybody can reach it. It just takes maturity. It takes really just finding yourself. But, yeah, sorry. I just went on a tangent. But, yeah, anywho. <laughs> that was good. So just out of curiosity, right, seeing how we're still on the same concept of we're all connected, yeah. what have you, um, I know you've been kind of – y'all – the five of y'all mm -hmm. are connected, obviously. It seems like that's going to be a lifelong thing yeah. at this point. So did you guys have any, like, mentors or anybody that y'all connected with that may have helped you all? Or you in particular? 
crazy thing is we never had one official mentor but the people we know certain people that we get around we're like i like the way they move and we'll try to keep in contact with them as as uh, much as possible um uh i mean even like Issa, like she's been a good friend and just to see her growth and see what she's doing she's inspiring i mean we 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 love people that are doing things in the same realm of us and and flourishing at it but we never had one specific you know somebody has that one mentor that they go to never had that yet who it could come it could come in the form of maybe it could be kevin hart we don't know it could be somebody like that we don't know yet but the more and more we're getting into it we're realizing that we do operate better around some people but yeah no never know one specific uh uh, mentor but we try to study the game like we're we're masters of studying the game like we watch everything we read everything we write everything so yeah who inspires you god my mom and then any comedian before me and i say that because they obviously did something right <laughs> you know what i'm saying as even if i don't like their comedy they did something, or they had something about them that that popped in some type of way. But um, I mean, of course, main comedian like I mean, Dave Chappelle, Eddie Murphy, Chris Rock, uh, Louis C.K., Seinfeld, Larry David, Kevin Hart. I mean, all these people are Patrice O'Neill. Uh, all these people inspired me to get better at my craft, and I mean, like, even Justin Timberlake. The reason I say him is because. Oh, Jamie Foxx, like him, him and Justin Timberlake, same thing because they do music and comedy and stand up. And Jamie Foxx does it all. I mean, Childish Gambino, Donald Glover, he does the same. Like, it just inspires me to know that, okay, I too can do what I want if I believe in myself. So, yeah, that's um, that that's the, the things that inspire me. Just happiness inspiring. People inspire me. I'm a people person. So, yeah. So what do you have coming up in the future? I mean, clearly you have the pod on YouTube, rack, right? Mm -hmm. And you also have Black GL, correct? Mm -hmm. Okay, so for those who don't know, tell us about that. Um, we have a pilot on YouTube Red called Snap. Snap is a 30-minute show about a 2006 rap group called Stacks for Days. Uh, Stacks for Days. <laughs> <laughs> Stacks for Days had a hit single in 2006 called Get Money Forever and it was the biggest single and then 10 years later they still been living off the same royalty check but all of a sudden they get their last check from Getting Money Forever and now they have to collect the group and you know stuff ensues where they you know they end up fighting they gotta see if they're gonna become a group again and all this stuff but that's what it's about Black Geo is one of our series where we talk about everything in black culture in a Nat Geo form. So whether it's Waves, Beyonce, Ass, Being a Bay, uh, CP Time, Brown Liquor, we talk about it all. And it's just, it's informative, it's inspiring, and it gives you a piece of history about black people. And it's funny. So that's how we're writing a film right now. Um, we're writing another show for LOL Network. We're pitching a show that we got. Like, we're just always trying to create, always trying to work, always trying to work. So um, every day we're trying to look for that next thing. It's like it's it just drives me every day to get up and do what I do. And that's also you got to have a why. If you have a why, you'll get up. People ask, oh, why you get up so early? Anybody ask me why I get up so early, I don't really need to be associated with them because they don't understand what I'm doing. 
you know what I'm saying? Like, don't ask me why I get up at, ask me like, how, how can I? Or like, you know what I'm saying? Like, how do you get up there? Like, can you show me? Like, that's what I wanted. Like, why is like, because like, why not? If I'm able to get up, why not? Some days are tougher than others. Yeah, I'm not going to say I don't be sleepy. I be sleepy as fuck sometimes. But I keep doing it because I know that, oh, shoot, I'm getting closer to my goal. And I really want my grandma to see me flourish before she has to leave Earth. And I feel like the older we, you got to really, the older she gets, the more it drives me. I mean, even my mom, I want to take care of. I just want to take care of family. And I'm good, like. My family is so important to me, so it's just like if I can do that, that's why I'm getting up every day doing what I got to do. So yeah. All right, right. So you know I want to talk about that video you did with. Is her name Shannon? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. About sexual, the whole sexual honesty video. Mm-hmm. I kind of want to go there to a degree. I just want to talk about the importance of honesty. Okay. Cause it seems like you're just an open book, like whatever. Ask me anything. Ask me. So like, what made you that way? Cause a lot of people aren't like that. Because um. You know, to to be an open book kind of puts you in a position to be vulnerable, mm-hmm. right? So, like, how are you so comfortable with being such an open book to where you can go on a, a worldwide streaming platform and literally talk about, you know, <laughs> erectile malfunctions, mm-hmm. sexual experiences? I mean, like, what, how, you know? What is mere mortal going to do to me? Right. Right. Mm-hmm. So... For those who don't know, that's in the Bible. That's one of the words uh, spoken by David, King David. King being a key word. I feel like I'm an open book because when you read a book, you get information. Mm-hmm. My goal is to inspire and give information. If there was young, a young guy out there who had just went through that and he saw that, he probably was like, oh, shoot, okay. I ain't, I ain't tripping. Like, okay, all right, all right, cool. And now he's like, now he's gained respect and possibly I've gained a fan because he's probably like, you know what? I like that. Like, you inspired me to just get out and talk more about what's going on. The more I talk about things that's happening, the more people get inspired, the more information that I can disperse. Yeah, it does leave you open uh, for criticism, all this stuff, but it goes back to self-awareness. I have immense self-awareness to where it's like, I don't care. Which is a good place to be in because I don't care. If you have something negative to say, it is what it is. It's, it's water off my back. It's, it's, it is what it is. Unless you like running up on me trying to hurt me. I ain't tripping. Like say People gonna say what they want to say. People are so fin, finic, finicky. Fin, fin, what's the word? Fin, fin, fickle. 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 People are so fickle. Yeah. People are so fickle in a sense that I could put out a video and they'd be like, dog, you the funniest dude I know. Next week I put out a video that they don't like. Dog, you whack. I can't trust nobody like that. Like, <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? Like, I can't trust no back and forth ass person. So it's like, I'm not, I don't trip about that. But I do understand it's hard for some people. But I can't I can't tell people how to get to that place. I just got there. You know, I don't know how I got there. Could be my mother, could be my father, I don't know. It could be the the confidence that all my guys in the group put in me. You know what I'm saying? So I just live life and I'm I'm just a happy person. So like I'm 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 free to share. I 
I'm a comedian too, so embarrassment, that's my life. Like, if I go outside fall and bust my ass right now, I can come back in here, all right, y'all. So I just I just went outside and it was terrible. I fell and bust my ass, my my whole ass she came out of my pants and like all that it, it wouldn't matter to me. That's fun to me. So yeah. I just uh once again I, I go by my spirit and I know that no man is really gonna harm me and that I can be open. If I'm open I can share and inspire and that's that's me opening me and sharing and inspiring is way bigger than me having a few personal people that come at me. I don't care about that. If I'm if I'm helping somebody then that's what I care about. I think that's dope you're willing to put your ego aside for the sake of the greater good. Mm-hmm. I actually learned a lesson about that earlier this week, about being able to set your ego aside and putting yourself aside for the cause of something bigger than you. So mm-hmm. I actually think that's dope. But what is the craziest like fan story or groupie story or whatever story you've ever had? Oh, I see your face. You got you got something for me? I was thinking. Oh my craziest <laughs> Believe it or not, like when we go do shows and stuff like that, we've never really had like girls in our room and stuff like that. Nobody running after y'all, no nothing. No, no, people like do that, but like when it comes to like being in our room and in our space, nah, like uh, we take that very seriously because one night could ruin a career or a life. Mm-hmm. We've seen the stories, we've. And I'm not. I work too hard to have any type of sexual in, incident or anything happen to where it ruined my credibility as a person and as an artist. But with that being said, a fan cried before. No, sorry, that's not the, that's not the worst one. So we were taking pictures after our UNC Charlotte show. And we're taking pictures, and these two girls, one girl came up there, she was like, oh, my God, oh, my God, I'm so excited. And, we was like, you know, we used to, oh, okay, you know, you know, appreciate you coming, this and that and third. We're in the middle of taking a picture. All of a sudden, I hear, Brr. I was like, what was that? We looked, the girl done passed out. The girl done passed out. Like, full on passed out. Her sister looked at us, she was like, I got it. And she just fanned her. And she woke up. It was scary to us. I was like, is she okay? Like, what was going on? She was like, yeah. I mean, she has a little bit of a medical issue, but it's fine. It's not. It's, I'm, I'm, she found her. She woke up. She said, come on, baby. Come on. You got up. She was like, man, I'm sorry. And then we took the picture. I was like, wow, we got our first pass out. I was like, we, you reached another level when you get to the pass out. We was the, we, she passed out. And not going to lie, afterwards it was funny. During it, it was kind of scary, but afterwards it was funny. As long as I know you're okay, it's funny. If you're not okay, it's not funny at all. But she was okay, so I'm like, all right, that's that's kind of funny. Like she, she passed out. Don't tell me got I passed out. But uh, as far as that, I mean, we've had people wait at the cars before. We've had, um, uh, I've had a stripper like offer to like take me back to her house and like have a group of strippers cook naked. Here's the thing. If I was like 21 when she offered me that, I'd have been at the house. At the time that happened, I was like 26. I'm thinking more now. I'm like, mm, I'm in a, I'm in D.C. I don't know you like that. I don't know if you're trying to set me up. Like, like real life. Like, you a stri- I don't know, like, you trying to get more bread. You trying to rob me? Like, that sounds good. It sounds amazing. Girls cooking for you naked. Oh, that sounds like, sound like a bomb day. But yeah, I can't trust it. 
But uh, yeah, I ain't had nothing crazy yet. I don't think we've reached crazy status yet, but it's coming. I feel like it's coming because once you get to a certain height and fame, it's it gets it gets wild. But um, I think we. That's why I'm glad we're getting it getting it now because I'm 29, almost 30. Decisions are a little bit different than when I was 20, 21 and didn't know no better. So yeah. It just reminds me of something that Gregory told me when I interviewed him. Right, he basically said the reason why he never was caught up in any kind of scandal during his career because he never took that shit home. He said a gig was a gig. And I think he said something like, not quite verbatim, somebody ain't bringing no bitch to my gig. You know what I'm saying? work. So I think that's kind of interesting that y'all have that same mindset because he was mentioning other celebrities. You hear about these men getting caught up because he's mentioning primarily men because yeah. that's yeah, the only yeah, ones you yeah. hear about getting caught up with women and um, kind of fucking their career off mm-hmm. or messing up their image and I just think it's really funny that, you know, we have, you know, at the time, an 84-year-old man giving game that you guys have picked up on as well, being mid-20s now, you know, heading towards your 30s. Some of y'all might be in your 30s. So I thought that was pretty – you guys have a pretty uh, mature mindset when it comes to, you know, staying focused on the goal. That's just like some musicians. Like, I've gone to studios, and it's been like 10 girls in the studio. Mm-hmm. Nigga, <laughs> what are you doing? Work. Like <laughs> – I understand one. I understand some people get inspiration. Mm-hmm. One to two, maybe. It's like groups of girls and everybody smoking, drinking, laughing, and you trying to record. That's not a good space. That's not a. Most times, if I'm recording, I'm by myself or I'm with my homies. I'm with, or I'm with the producer or, or if I'm producing, like I'm in my zone. If it's somebody I really vibe with, like if you want to come to the studio, mm-hmm. cool. I like your energy. I know you're going to chill, do your thing. Cool, and you might even get some give some good feedback on a song or something like that. Mm-hmm. But I don't need a bunch of nah, man. I can't, I can't, I can't work like that. But yeah, that goes back to what he was saying. It's just it, that you bringing that to your work, and then you wonder why you're not getting nothing done, or you wonder why the song come out bad, or it's because you wasn't really paying attention. You was worried about vagina while you was trying to. It's just, it's just a lot. But yeah, so shout out R.P. De Gregory. All right, Rami Ron, the heartthrob. Is there anything else? <laughs> Sorry, y'all. Okay, the running joke is with me and Rome is that Rome is the heartthrob of the crew because every time he, this is what he do. He will post, it's like clockwork, about 6 a.m. He'll post a nice inspirational quote because that's the kind of person he is. He wants to inspire and put some positivity and joy in your life, right? Then he'll come on with his shirt off or something, um, tight top, sweaty. Uh uh. Uh uh. Once. Like I said. And then he'll get on the sun to be on his skin and stuff. You know what I'm saying? He'd be looking extra. But I can help. I can't help that. He be, God made my skin this way. Okay. And he'll be like, you know, what's up? You know, what's wrong? <clears throat> hold on, hold on. I'm gonna get the voice right. <clears throat> Yo, what's up? This is wrong. <laughs> Yo, what's up? This is wrong. You know what I'm saying? We out here getting it in at the gym. You know what I'm saying? And then he'll lick his lips. Yeah, you see the sun on my skin and everything. Don't pay no attention. I don't want my lips. Look at my lips as I lick my lips one more time. Yeah. Um. With that being said, y'all have a have a good day and uh happy Tuesday. And all I see is like heart eyes. I may I've seen comments eyes, heart eyes, kissy faces. I've seen the comment, man, you are so beautiful. I see you melanin popping, black man magic. And I'm just like, okay, so this is the one. And then chest out, flesh out, the pictures. Like he he's the heartthrob. He's the one that I feel like I, I don't know. Like, it's just, 
he that that's the heartthrob of the crew. So every time I always like crack a joke about him doing this R and B album, so I can go ahead and um, you know, collect a fifteen percent fee. You know, what I'm saying for dropping out this R and B career. So he'll be uh, hopefully singing in some mics real soon for your girl, so it we can get this money. With, it all goes with knowing yourself. <laughs> you know what I'm saying, like. <laughs> That's why. Nah. Mm-hmm. When I get up and I do what I do. Let's go, boys. It's never it's never to get attention. You know, I, I do it because it's what I wanna do. Now, I get it. I'm an attractive young man. I'm not gonna deny that. I would never deny the gifts that God gave me. <laughs> you know, and you know if the girls are young and you know they like they just they see a young brother shine and they like I see you boo <laughs> I'm like alright but I don't feed into it that's the good thing if I fed into it a lot of work wouldn't be getting done so I don't feed into it I appreciate it yeah it's flattering but I don't I don't get into it but yeah he basically said I know I'm fine but I don't really feed into it <laughs> Well, I'm serious. I know I look good and everything, but I don't really feed into that image. You know, that's what that's me, but that's not really what I'm. Really what I represent. Exactly. So, is there anything else that you would like the world to know about Stevie Rome Green Jr.? I love everybody, and I want everybody to feel loved, and I want everybody to be loved. And sorry, there's a trash can going by the window. And I want everybody to make sure that they go for their passion and not for the money. And I love this quote by Steve Jobs. Um, Stay hungry, stay foolish. I like that too. Yeah, stay hungry, stay foolish. That's for everybody. Keep going. Keep acting crazy and doing doing life the way you want. And uh, yeah, that's about it. How can people get in touch with you? Oh, shoot. Like, y'all want to get in touch with me? All right, listen. All right. No, let me stop playing. Uh, my Instagram is at IRomalot. My Snapchat is Rome Green Jr. And my Facebook is Rome. So, at IRomalot is Instagram and Twitter. And Snapchat is Rome Green Jr. That's I-R-O-M-E-A-L-O-T. Bet. You heard it here. And that was this week's episode. If you want to check out more, you can go to spiritualhomegirl.com. You can also find me on Instagram, Facebook, um, YouTube at Spiritual Homegirl. I'm also on Twitter and Pinterest at Spirit Homegirl. I'm super excited to finally get these YouTube interviews up. I know some of y'all are like, aren't you supposed to be posting stuff from the Veggie Connection? Yes. You're absolutely right. I'm trying to post those now. Also... What else is going on? Oh, some of y'all that asked about this spray. I posted this spray um, with my logo on it. It was one of my stickers that I put on there. Um, and it's actually my aura cleansing spray, my energy spray. I know people like to light sage and Palo Santo and um, and sweetgrass and other things, incense, to clear their spaces. But sometimes you can't do that on the go. You can't just throw a lighter on some wood or some or some sage and just, you know, wave it around. So for me, I have my own spray and it's my own special little mix of things that 
that um I use to clear energy. So people kind of ask me about that. If you would like a bottle, they're only $5. Just hit me up and I'll send you a bottle for the five, you know what I'm saying? Five plus chipping and handling, you know. So just let me know. But it's it's <laughs> it's my own special blend, so I can't tell you what's in it. But it's definitely for self. You guys want to cop a bottle. But also, what else is new? Next week's interview is going to be another Mental Matters interview with a very talented, entrepreneurial-minded woman. Her work has graced the cover of um, GQ. She has um, international clients as well as celebrity clients. And we talk about how mental health from an entrepreneurial standpoint can be affected as well. So I'm really um, I'm really excited to bring a completely different perspective when it comes to mental health awareness and how we can be a better service to our our fellow spirits having a human experience here on earth. So with that being said, that is it. Um, This has been another episode of the Spiritual Homegirl Podcast. And remember, trust the journey and trust yourself. Peace. Be thankful where you at, don't forget where you come from I'm talking no regrets See the past and past us by And the future's on the horizon But right now is where we live life Ain't no rejects All you have to do is believe Just asking you'll receive Everything that's meant to be